sorry. You're just saying. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Can we do that? It's gonna be super silly, but we're gonna do it. It's just gonna be once, and then we'll never have to do it again. Okay. It's solemnly planned. Oh, I was saying I or we. we I or we. Okay, we. We, 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 we. Okay, okay. We, we solemnly swear that we're up to no good. good. <laughs> Doesn't help that you're laughing in it. Okay. Oh, you're adorable. Okay, we're gonna do this one more time. Okay. One, two, three, count it, count it. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. where we analyze the Harry Potter movies one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Laguna. And we are talking about Minute 5 this Friday. Minute number 5 starts with the transition from the Harry Potter logo into uh, Sleeping Harry in the cupboard under the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Petunia about to unveil the presents to Dudley. Um, I want to start again with this transition in the lightning bolt scar because they do it twice in this movie, back to back, and then we'll never see it again. I really, really enjoy the like light coming out of his scar as the transition, like the scene changed. Um, it makes sense to do it here because that's what that's where we went from baby Harry scar to the yeah. title card, back to like older Harry scar. Like you definitely get that that like duh, time is passing. This is the same kid. Um, I forgot to mention yesterday. That that last minute we heard Harry Potter's name for the first time, um, because Dumbledore tells him, uh, "Is he good luck?" I don't even. I should have written the line down. Uh, but he he says Harry Potter, like addresses him as Harry Potter as they leave him on the doorstep. Right, right before we get that title card where we see Harry Potter in the Philosopher's Stone. Um, we discover that oh, this kid is our protagonist. Um, they, they kind of like put that in your face right at the beginning. And then we transition again and we see Rupert Grint. Not Rupert Grint. Why do we see Rupert Grint? We see, we don't see that <laughs> Daniel guy. Radcliffe for the first time. Um, I was looking at, at cast lists and for some reason Ron has been in my head because we were talking about other stuff that he's done. We won't see him for 20 minutes, but, um, we see Daniel Radcliffe for the first time, uh, and as and Harry. His little, uh, room under the stairs. Yeah. Do we want to talk about um? Do we want to talk about the casting of Harry right now before we, we actually get into the context of the minute? <laughs> Could you imagine uh, uh like having a transition in uh having it be Haley Joel Osment? Haley o- Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> no, um, when we talked a few minutes ago about alternate casting, and we talked about people. uh other directors. Um, oh my God! Don't do that. <laughs> uh, breaks my heart right um whenever steven spielberg had his couple of meetings with with the producer of the harry potter uh movies uh he had 
two meetings with Steven Spielberg, and apparently, according to the uh, according to the story, um, the produce uh, uh, Spielberg at the end of their second meeting uh, slid a picture of a child actor across the table and said that uh, he was very interested in this kid, um, and it was Haley Joel Osment, which is absolutely a different direction than they than they ended up going. Yeah. Um, but Sixth Sense had come out in 1999, and and he did have quite a wonderful performance in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm very glad that they went with relatively unknown children for the characters. Um, in this jo- movie, I heard Jonathan Lipnicki's name was. Yeah, you mentioned around. that. Uh, remind me what Jonathan Lipnicki is though. As the kid from Jerry Maguire. I don't know if I've actually seen Jerry. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Has he done that? You know, I don't. I totally don't even remember if he did anything back then. Uh, I just remember him as Jerry Maguire. Oh, duh! He was also in Stuart Little. Oh, he oh. did Stuart Little in 1999. Oh, that kid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I, that would have been super weird. I, I, I think that um, I think that it really benefits this movie. That uh, Harry is um, a child actor who hadn't had any real credits before this. No, plus the fact that she wanted British actors anyway. Yeah. Well, so, so I, well, I, I mean, but to... I assume that like with Steven Spielberg involved, maybe it was going to be more American. Yeah, and I think that it would have been really fascinating to see what Steven Spielberg would have done with this kind of property. But I, I, this is definitely not. I. Could you imagine Harry Potter having that, like, E.T., like, Stranger Things kind of vibe, that, like, 80s nostalgia, like, I think that Steven Spielberg definitely has, I think that Spielberg definitely has a type right. of movie when he's doing, like, stuff with children. Right, okay. Um, and I feel like it would have just been a different, it wouldn't have had the same kind of, ma- I think it would have been more sinister almost. It would have been interesting. It would have been so fascinating. Right, with all of that dark, with all the darker darker stuff. stuff. It's very interesting. Um, Because, because even when we get into, like, some dark moments of this movie, like, Chris Columbus does a good job of, of of bringing in, there's still some levity to it. So, so look at that American actor-wise, we have Robin Williams as Hagrid, and... (laughs) <laughs> Haley Joel Osment as Harry Potter. Actually, thinking about the what Haley Joel Osment looks like and Jonathan Lipnicki, I think Jonathan Lipnicki almost probably would have been the better choice. I mean, you would just had to make his hair darker. He just like dye his hair. Yeah. It's like fine. Well, we talk about uh, we were just talking about the the eye color. That, oh yeah, because they um, actually they try they try to get uh, Daniel Radcliffe to wear green contact lenses, and he ended up developing a, uh, an allergy to them, and it irritated his eyes. Yeah, that's that's kind of wear them. Uh, but they asked J.K. Rowling, like, how how important it was to have, like, his eyes be green. She basically said, as long as the eyes are the same as the woman that you get to play his mother, yeah, then we're okay. That's fine. Because you have your mother's eyes. Is that's the, thing that that's we're gonna, the lie. We're, we could keep, we could count the number of times we hear that uh, no over kidding. the course of this series. No. It is quite a lot. Um, uh, so we see little Harry for the first time. Um, I listened to, there's a couple of interviews that Daniel Radcliffe has done on the Nerdist podcast that are 
that are really good. But um, one of the things that he talked about was that, uh, you know, they really had the benefit. He doesn't have, they didn't have any of the, like, child actor syndrome that you get out of, like, um, you know, like, a lot of American children actors, like, they grow up and then there's, like, crazy shit, like, there's, like, it's like a curse. It's almost like a curse of the child actor. And and they didn't really have that. And I think it's because you have, like, the same cast and the same crew, like, they're all growing up together on this set. Like, it's a, the whole production is, like, a family affair by the end of it because they've been together for so long. Um. Her, uh, Harry's parents, um, Danny Radcliffe's parents, uh, had turned down auditioning for this because they knew that it was a big thing and they didn't want to make the decision for their son. Um, and they didn't really think that he wanted to, to, to be part of it, but he really had the choice when it came down to it. Um, the producer, I, I keep bringing up the producer and I don't know his name off the top of my head, so, uh, I apologize. I'm going to take the quick break here to Google this guy's name, but the producer knew, um, Dan's parents because his father is, like, in the business. Uh-huh. I actually think both his parents were in the business. Um, in the business. Yeah. And, uh, they had seen he's, uh, the producer wah, wah, um, oh my god, there's so many people that are named as, as having production credits, so I don't even know which one I'm... There's uh, Michael Barnathan, who's the executive producer, Duncan Henderson, David Heyman. I think David Heyman's the one I'm thinking of. Um, David Heyman knew uh, Daniel Radcliffe's parents, and they, they saw Harry at, like, a play or something that they were at. at the same, they were at, like, a play. And uh, he saw this kid with his, with his uh, messy hair and his bright-colored eyes, and and, um, reached out and was like, hey, like, why don't you, um, let us audition him for this part? And they had already turned it down, so they ended up going and sitting down for, like, tea or coffee or whatever, um, and having a discussion at, at like, a cafe and, like, letting him, uh, make the choice of, like, well, it, it might be interesting to, um, to audition for this part to, like, meet the kids that, that are up for, um, Hermione and Ron, because they really wanted to cast the three of them together. Uh, and so he went and he did a screen test with Emma and Rupert, and, and that was it. Like, they knew um, pretty much off the bat that, like, this was our trio. Yeah. I guess they had a really great rapport, the three of them, like... Ro- um, Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid was actually the very first person... Oh, I didn't know that. ...ever cast for the whole thing. I love that. Um... I think he was even credited as saying that J.K. Rowling said that if they could not get Robbie Coltrane as Hagrid, then the deal was going to be off. Wow. Like, that was how much it meant to her. Wow. Like, no, you need this guy to be Hagrid, or, um, I'm, or you're not doing it. When we like, get to Snape, <laughs> we'll have to talk about, uh, about that, too, because I was under the impression that Alan Rickman was, like, who she had in mind when writing the character. Um, so the story I mean, like, she could have had him in mind, but maybe, like, the, the studios want to bring in someone else. We'll someone get else. We'll talk about you it. You know, they can't... I, I feel like, like, say I was writing a movie, and I'm, like, I'm writing this character, like, specifically, like, on purpose with yeah. Tom Cruise in mind, and uh, I take it to a studio, Paramount, whatever, and they're like, okay, like, that's awesome, but we still have to audition people and to give see, like, other people a chance. Right 
and you know maybe like he doesn't even feel right about well, it you know what i mean yeah i so i think that happens i don't know if that always happens though because no maybe um, not always now i think that a lot of actors that have um that are bigger names are probably approached with roles rather than having to like go through an audition process where like right. yeah they have to come and like be in front of the casting director and like read the lines go through the process yeah but they're not showing up at an open casting no no the no. direction is part. reaching out and being like hey we think you'd be good for this yeah. character um i think it's a different dynamic um which i find well, well i still think like the studios could, at that point yeah. like if they wanted to reach out to whoever they think mm-hmm. like well that's nice that you wrote this part for blah 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 but we think this we person. think this person because maybe they're more affordable. Yeah, how much, that could be a thing too. How much I don't know how much influence uh, Joe had over the production. Like she's not listed as being a producer. No. Or or she you know she gets the writing credits just for like based on the novel vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I'm excited for Fantastic Beast because this is actually like her writing. Um. It'll be, it'll be awesome. We'll have to talk about that when we get there. We'll have to do, like, a bonus episode or something. Um, the last trailer just dropped last night. What, just yesterday? Was it yesterday or two? Two days ago, I think. I don't know. No, actually, I think it was early yesterday because I saw it last night because I think it was on Reddit. Well, um, when this episode airs, technically, yeah, it's, it's like a week happened. ago. I don't even know how long the <laughs> first episode was up, so don't, don't, don't time stamp like that. Either way, that's it'll already happened. Up. Yeah, the trailers are going to be up. The, the, the movies. When is, when is the movie come out? November. November. Um, I wonder what day in November. Um, is it like a Thanksgiving. It's gotta be around that time. So when when big name movies like come out around the holidays? November eighteenth, which is Ooh. which is interesting because Sorcerer's Stone came out on November sixteenth. Oh, funny. So it's the same weekend, which is amazing. I'm sure. <laughs> Studios like doing stuff like that. I think a lot of the Harry Potter movies came out. It all came out around like Christmas. I don't remember most of them. I think most. Most. Uh, I think the later ones probably had earlier summer ones. I I, I could be wrong. I talk about the fact that that she had to unlock the uh, the the closet. Yes. The stairs. Oh my like, god! That's so, terrible. So here we go. We see we see Harry. Um. He wakes up under the stairs. Yeah, but then, like, when it pans out, we don't even know. The we don't actually. Yeah, we don't even actually know. Um, we see Harry wake up, and and it, it pans out a little bit, and we kind of get this sense of like it's a very cramped space. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to outside the her bam door. Yeah, we, him up. she's like yeah, slamming her hand against the door. She she turns the little um the little lock the thing. little lock. She 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 unlocks. He's locked in the cupboard. Yeah. He's not just like this is his room. Like they lock him in there, which I have a, I have a really hard time with this. Well, why wouldn't you? That's that's definitely child abuse. Absolutely. But I on I honestly think that they're not doing it necessarily out of like hatred and like out of like pure abuse, but more out of a sense of fear. Yeah, I don't get this. Yes, yes. We can talk about that uh, when because we get something back. tells we'll me that he that did stuff like accidentally. Soon. We'll talk about that when we come back. From but um, I, you're you're totally right. Like the reason that he's in this is not because 
their abuse, like, because I don't get the impression that they've, like, struck I him. think they're trying to make him think that he's being abused, because they're trying to keep the fact that, that he's, like, magical away from him. Away from him, yeah, for yeah. sure. They don't want they're him to know, or, of, or know of it, how you know. strong he could be, or the power that exactly. he does possess. Um, I think it comes from jealousy on Petunia's part, because More jealousy. Because yeah. she wanted to get she wrote a letter to Dumbledore to this is way, way, way. This isn't even in the movies. She wrote a letter to Dumbledore asking to, like, join her sister in Hogwarts. Yeah, like, way back when. Um, so she's definitely, I think, jealous of that. I think that, I think that Vernon, um, sees Harry, I think Vernon sees too much of James and Harry. I think he's got the same problem that, that Snape does. Right. That, like, he and, and James got off on the wrong foot because they're very different people. And I think because Harry looks so much like his father, that's definitely like a, 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 a pressure point for him. Um, I don't, I don't know if there's any reason for Vernon to dislike the magical community beyond just what his he knows dislike for weird things and I would say his dislike ordinary for, things. I would say his dislike for Harry Potter. Well, that comes directly out of that's his only contact with the wizarding world. Yes, yeah, true. Um. And he's just a certain just, man anyway. It just seems like he just does, dislikes things that are different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, because this is weird and I don't understand it, I don't For like sure. It. Um, so we, we get, um, we get Harry, <laughs> Harry setting up and, and, and her unlock, Petunia unlocking the, um, the cupboard under the stairs. And then there's a little, like, fat piece of crap. <laughs> and then we Dudley get- Dudley running down yeah. the stairs and- Jumping up and down on the stairs right above his little place, and like you can see, like plaster falling down mm-hmm. in his little room. Um, Push so, him back in his room when he runs by. Oh, that's so rude. He's he like shoves him back under the cupboard, like shuts uh, the door, you know, slams the door shut with his with his shoe. Before yeah. busting into yeah. the kitchen. he does that little move. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. Oh, it's so silly. He's such a jerk. He is such a jerk. Um, Goes to the kitchen. He uh, like we're not um. So Fiona Shaw is up to you. Oh yes, yeah. Um, she is a. Uh, she attended the. Uh, she was trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London, um, and it says she was part of a contingent of actors to emerge from the college who were considered new wave. Um, but she was most well known, of course, for stage acting. Um, I feel like this is a, a theme here. Oh yeah, there's a lot Potter of stage movies. actors. Well, I think that, I think that, I think stage acting is huge in Britain anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, And so a lot of these people weren't really movies, and none of them were really movie stars, um, as far as I'm aware as of yet in in their careers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we get Fiona Shaw and and Henry, Harry Melling. Harry Melling. His name is Henry. Harry Melling. This is his first credit. And he's done hardly anything else outside of, um, outside of this. Uh, Fiona Shaw, I was looking at her casting credits. I mentioned this to you off mic, but I think it's very funny. Fiona Shaw was in a movie called The Avengers. That is not The Avengers. They're not, it's not what you're thinking. Um, back in like, what did I say, 95? I can look this up. Back in the, in the 90s, she did a, a, a movie. She was like a British spy, part of the duo who was like tasked with stopping this guy who had this weather machine to destroy the world or something. And they called it The Avengers. Um, which I think is really silly. But she hadn't done a lot else. And then, uh, 
So so Dudley goes into the kitchen, he goes to that, that kind of frosted glass door. Yeah, you kinda hear them like celebrating him as yeah, he walks so you, in. Yeah, so you you oh, hear so Harry yeah, Harry comes out um of the cupboard and is heading toward the kitchen and you do you get Petunia's voiceover saying like oh here comes the birthday boy happy birthday and then we cut inside the kitchen and she's not talking about Harry um of course she's doting on her son they're rubbing noses they're giving Eskimo kisses ah uh, are they Eskimo yeah, I guess Eskimo, Eskimo kisses is when you like rub noses I didn't know that um what's or butterfly kisses is like the your eyelashes, eyelashes. okay that's when you fl- flutter your eyelashes against like someone's cheek oh. So, so if so you have long enough eyelashes to do so, they they rub nose. Eskimos, um, not politically correct, right? Oh, I don't know. I think they're Inuit. Is that Inuit? I think Inuit is the name of is, the tribe. Is the proper Inuit kisses? Inuit kisses. Oh, that does sound silly. I mean, so does Eskimo. They're like, rubbing yeah. noses. Oh, either way, they're, they're rubbing, rubbing noses. noses. How sickening is that? I mean, it's 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 it just keeps reaffirming that the, the relationship between Emmy's Petunia and her her baby Son. boy is sickeningly cute. Sick- I, I I'd stick it to sickeningly. <laughs> Sicken- <laughs> sickening. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to be like doting and sweet, but it it it's a little much. It's like it's sick. It's just like. You want to hurl. I mean, I don't. This is so like, uh, like this is like unhealthy. It's almost yeah, unhealthy. Yeah, that is definitely unhealthy. She loves her baby boy. Oh yeah. Um, it's mm. too cute. Uh, and then we see Vernon Dursley for the first time. My son. Uh, this very big, surly Richard Griffiths, the big old stag, mm-hmm. who is also he came up from radio and the classical stage, where he built up an early reputation as a Shakespearean clown with larger-than-life portrayals of Henry VIII, Falstaff, and Bottom in the Midsummer Night Dream. That's... I can totally see him as With Henry the VIII. Royal Shakespeare Company. That would be interesting. As just a few of his standout credits. Huh. Huh. What, and then they yell at uh, Harry to, to basically cook for them. Yeah. So he's like their servant. He's, he's gonna cook for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. You know, he... Fernan tells him, bring me my coffee, and then, like, hurry up with the... I think we're even getting into that kind of already. Like, hurry up with the... the, the Bacon or whatever he's cooking. The the she's parents basically don't tell him not, not to burn it. Yeah, yeah, way too big for this little child. This little skinny guy. Uh, uh, I would let my eleven year old be cooking on the stove top of that giant. Not bacon, especially something that's like yeah, like sparks back at you. I'm I like, don't no. think that Dudley would know how to do it. Definitely not. They I bet he's never lift a finger. No, yeah. he's probably never had to. Mm-hmm. Um, there are at least a half dozen photos of Dudley in this room. Just at a glance, it's just like um, there's a lot going on. The kitchen is very, very tight. Um, I, I really, it, it's very cozy. There's something kind of comforting about this. Their house isn't like terrible. No, it's cute. It's very, it's cute and 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 cozy without um, being too cramped. There's flowers. The, there's like a in. pastel flower pattern in the kitchen wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote a note here. Uh, because I don't know anything about flowers. If like, do you think the flowers in the wallpaper are are petunias? Is that too? Is that too much? Is she too going much? too far? Um, I definitely get that impression. Well, you have to ask yourself this: okay. Is petunia the kind of person that if she went out shopping for wallpaper 
and happen to come across the two new wallpaper, would you automatically buy it? I would not be surprised. I do think that Petunia is the kind of... I think she's definitely the kind of person who would be uh, kind of self-expressive in that sort of way. Because she's, right. she's not a very big woman. And, no. and she doesn't really put off a lot of like ego. No, um, not really. Because all of everything that Petunia seems to be is like this doting, caring, at least for Doug. Yeah. Um, a mother. Yeah, she's very major. Um, and so I, I, I do think that it, this is just a simple way to be like, oh, like the rest of our house is covered in pictures of, of Dudley and, and, and the family, like, this is like her space. I think the kitchen is her space. Uh, we get some good, we get a good deleted scene in the kitchen in a couple of weeks. Do you think, because we were talking about this before, about how much care went into the raising of Harry up until this point? Yeah. You know, I did mention that we were going to talk about this in this minute. Like, when do you think that they shoved Harry under the cupboard do under the stairs think, for the first time? Do there you, are no pictures of Harry. Do you think that... Because Petunia is very, as we pointed out, is very matronly. Yeah. She, has, she definitely has um a mothering gene mm-hmm. in her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and most women like babies. Mm-hmm. They love babies. Especially that type of women. Though, that. So who's to say that she... You know, didn't not necessarily dote on him, but took care of him like here we go should have here we go. But then something happened in which was weird enough to be accounted as something magical. Oh, he does have he is magical, and she felt that as such like another betrayal. Yes, because maybe she started to love him. Maybe she started to feel for him as like another son, and then. This happens. And then it's just like, oh, you're just like my sister. And you're just, exactly. And now I don't want anything to do with you. And then they put him in the cupboard. And they put him in the cupboard. That's really shitty. Doesn't that all, isn't that, it does break your heart, doesn't it? Aww. I, 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 I guarantee you, Vernon would have just given her whatever she wanted. Yeah, She said, like, no, I'm taking care of this baby. He would have been like, whatever you want. Sure. You know, if that makes you happy, then do what you need to do. Even if I don't like them or whatever. Sure, he wouldn't have been fatherly, but he would have been like, you know. It wouldn't have been so drastic. Right. But that does kind of break your heart. <sighs> yeah, it that really makes, does. That makes, that makes me sad. really sad. Um, like, could you imagine? This, like, could you imagine? No, I'm sorry. Cause then, like, and, the, and then he would have been able to be raised with Dudley as a brother. Yeah, and I think that, like, if the two of else. them had had a... a I, I, it really... I mean, we have to start... We have to start with, with Harry at the bottom, right? This is This is the... The early steps of the the hero's journey. If he had had like a a nice, healthy upbringing, he it would have been different. It would have been different. It would have been very different. He might not have wanted to leave. Like you know what, my life is okay here. And well, blah, I think blah, I or... think he's displaying. Okay, so if he was displaying magical ability, and Petunia rolled with it, and was like, "Well, I'm still gonna. If I make you my son, I'll just I'll at least make sure that you're not like." My sister. I think she Do you has think she too she prefers her, her own and, and yeah, and she, she she's more she she's just still so more against it because of her sister. And I guess she wouldn't that, want the same thing to happen to Dudley that happened to her. Exactly. 
where one of the children gets and, taken off to school, and then, and the other and then like the one that really is her blood son is going to feel neglected, neglected, and, neglected and left out. And yeah. left out. She's like, I can't do that. This is really a terrible. This really is just a terrible situation. Um, I don't know. It really sucks. Uh, it kind of makes me feel for Petunia. It's difficult. Because it does really hang on her. Yeah. I feel like Vernon just kind of goes. Yeah. I, I, as, as, as the stereotypical husband goes, it's all like happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like whatever mm-hmm. you want. Like it's fine with me. I go to work, do what I need to do, come home, I just want my dinner. Yeah. And coffee, newspaper, whatever, little things. And, and there I'm might fine. be, there might be some tension between the two of them, but I don't think it would be like Cause this. They only have one kid that's theirs. Why don't they have more? Because I don't think I, you know, um, they don't seem overly affectionate to each other. Dudley wasn't particularly old. Yeah, that's true. I don't seem they. I don't think that they have a lot of. They don't seem to have a lot of uh, intimacy in their relationship. Right. Um. Yeah, we don't like ever see them. I feel like it's more of a. We don't ever thing. see them show affection for each yeah. other. I think it's more of a, more of a dutiful thing. So? Like this was like that's what wives and husbands do. Every once in a while. Well, yeah, and so they have they have their child, their infant Dudley, and then this other baby shows up on their doorstep. Like neat, like they're really they're relatively close Maybe. in age. The way Vernon thinks, it's like, oh, I got you pregnant. I had a son. My job is yeah. done. Yeah, the line that's, will continue. That's it. That's it. Yep, that's all. That's I interesting. I was just gonna. I was just gonna posit that, like, maybe taking on, like, having another child when they have to take care of Harry and and Dudley would be that. kind of a burden anyway. Yeah. When it comes to financial, yeah, that's you're like, too. oh, like it would be a lot. It's not gonna be an easy. For us if to have. that's the case, does that make Vernon like dislike Harry more because hey, you took away my opportunity to have another child? I don't know. I um. Well, maybe not from Vernon. Are you? I think that the maybe? situation would be worse. If they had more children, sure. I mean, just complicate things. Like two, one of theirs and Harry is, is, is yeah. Fine. Yeah, I think that the dynamic is good. I, I, I could imagine from a writer's perspective. Yeah, like because because if they have more kids, then Harry would have younger siblings, and and I think that like they would probably show more affection to Harry than anyone else in the family would if he had, like, and a younger caused, sibling. And like, the opposite problem. Mm-hmm. And then you just have, it's just more family dynamics that we don't really, it's it's unnecessary to it's what's going to happen later in the story. Yeah, from a writer's perspective. There's no real need for it. Um, the Having their own son to have them dote on, just to show that contrast between um, how they feel for, for each of the kids, I, I, think, I think puts it pretty starkly. Yeah. Because it's very, like... Yeah, different. Like, yeah, you've already you've already given us this is what the dynamic of the relationship is. We don't need anything else to reinforce that even further. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This was a heavier minute than I thought it was going to be. Because anything with Petunia surprisingly is always heavy. Yeah, there's a lot of she subtext. Is com- she is complicated. There's so much going on with Petunia that's never said, and you, you almost like you don't hate her because you no. feel feel bad. No. You know... She just wanted to be accepted in the same place her sister was. Well, and yeah, and, 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 and we're definitely, out. like, extrapolating a lot from, like, what we know from the books. But but from here, b- beyond him being in the cupboard under the stairs and, and being told to, like, make sure breakfast doesn't burn, I don't... You know, this could be, like, cousins of mine. Like, I... 
Uncle uh, Vernon and and Aunt Petunia are very um they're just very they're the worst sort of muggles. They're just modern British like I just I don't see them as um like bad people. Right. They're not like oh they're you know they're not beaten on so or I anything don't, like do think, I don't think that yeah I don't think that when McGonagall says that they're the worst sort of muggles I think she just means their views on things yeah like they they're so s- contrasted with what the mis- the wizard they are represents, yeah yeah um that that they're diametrically opposed foes <laughs> um more Hamilton for people that, that enjoy that I'm sorry uh but I don't think that um. I don't think that Vernon, um, no, I, I, yeah, I don't get the impression they're not eating him. They're not, no. they're not starving him. Like, he is a, a scrawny child, but I don't, uh, they're not neglecting him. No. So I guess that's something. I feel like, like, he's less neglected that we may give him credit for because I feel like they're the kind of, they're the kind of people that don't want unwarranted attention. Yes. Especially negative. They like mm-hmm. they like to be viewed yes. as favorably. Exactly. They want to so, be I guarantee you, like, whether they like show much care to him or not. If they, he came to if he came home and was like, Oh, I'm failing and I'm gonna repeat this grade or I'm failing this class, I gotta F a blah blah I bet you they'd be like, Well, you can't be doing that because we're not going to have a dummy in our yeah, house. And we're yeah. not going to like... We're not... You... You're not going to be left behind. You're, you're not, not going to make look, us look bad. Exactly. 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 And I'm like, no, 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 You better go do your work. You know, so it's enough like, well, I mean, it's, it's a way of caring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe not be the best way, but it got him to stay, to go to be in regular school. Yeah, yeah. In, in muggle school. For sure. Um, Healthy enough where if teachers and other people saw him... Uh, they don't think, like, he looks malnourished. They're obviously giving him, like, at least the minimum amount of, of nutrients that he needs to, like, live and, yeah. and survive or whatever. Uh, you know, stuff like that. He may not get treats, which is why Dudley is so freaking fat. Well, and this is what's interesting here. You're right. Like, like you definitely, there is a huge difference between these two kids. We could, we could compare and contrast very, the two of them a lot. Um, just, just on looks alone, you can see he's very, Harry's very, Harry's very thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not malnourished. Yeah. But slight. He's Scrawny. a very, he's a very scrawny, gangly little boy. Messy hair. Messy hair, you know. But then you have, like, Dudley, who's very tubby, portly, round. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, obviously gets, like, desserts upon desserts. Yeah. And, like, all the food you would possibly want. Uh, when it comes, like, if you wanted seconds or thirds. Oh, thinner, for sure. He would get it. For type sure. Of thing. You're loud. Um. All right. My cat being loud. I know, scratching. she's scratching at the cone she's got her head. The cone shame. Poor cat. Um, and, uh, you know, so that shows right there. Like, look at this heavy set kid. Look at this funny kid. They're very different. Very they have different. very different upbring- upbringings, um, despite being in the same house. And Harry may not get dessert. Well, and, 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 and just to reinforce that, like, they do, um, <laughs> they, they change what's gonna happen here with the zoo scene from the book. Um, Dudley wakes him up saying, get up, we're going to the zoo. Like, he's excited, like, we're going, like, you're coming with us. Yeah. Uh, where in the book, in the book he doesn't want Harry there, and they're trying to get him to be, uh, 
like babysat by someone else so that they could go without him, yes. so that he could take his friend. And they cut they off Pierce never, they, they totally cut out that babysitter completely. Well, yeah, well, yeah, because we were going to meet Mrs. Fig. Yes. Uh, or at least get reference to Mrs. Fig. You get reference to Marge in the, in this part of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, who we won't meet for a little while. I know me too. Um, but I like, uh, I kind of like that they do it this way because, you know, they may have differences and they may be different people. They are a family. Like, they are going to go celebrate Dudley's birthday together. Um, there doesn't seem to be, like, an aversion to that happening. So I don't know. I, I think that it makes it even more, he's still part of the uh, even if the relationship isn't ideal. It's like they were showing a trust to him. Maybe it had been a long time since an incident. Maybe. A magical thing. Yeah, we don't really hear anything about... And so they're like, you know what, we're going to trust Other you. incidents that have happened. And we're going to bring you out. Mm-hmm. No funny... Like, you know, no funny well, business. We don't get there yet, but we're, it says yeah, no funny you're right. business. So stuff has happened. Um, we just don't we know also don't get. We also don't get... Um, the, we don't get Harry's dream. Um, oh yes. When when we're introduced to to eleven year old Harry, ten year old he's not even eleven yet. Not eleven. Uh, when he wakes up in the book, um, he has a dream of like a green flash of light and a flying motorcycle, mm-hmm. and Vernon is in an uproar. Motorcycles don't fly. Uh, but you're right. Like we don't get any. We don't hear about like him being chased by a dog and then like appearing up in the tree or like getting chased around the yeah, school and ending up on the happen. on the roof of the school and um a lot of little strange things other things that that Harry doesn't seem to explain uh, understand he doesn't know how to no, how he, it's happening no he doesn't know um, he's in the dark body absolutely well they keep him in the dark body yes, they, that's know, the whole they know exactly what's that's going on um but uh yeah you're totally right maybe maybe it has been a while we're like okay like we're going to bring you with us um yeah, I'm... not only that, but if they can't get a babysitter, they're definitely not going to trust them being in the house alone. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And they wouldn't lock him in the closet. For I would have liked. I would have been interested in our covers. In in like a glimpse of Mrs. Fig, right? Because we don't really see Mrs. Fig until way later. Way like later. like like Deathly Hallows Part One. I believe so. Long time. Long time. Long time. <laughs> um, a long time. Long time. And okay, Obi-Wan. <laughs> and at least, and they're not going to lock him in the cupboard for, I mean, they locked who him knows in how many. Yeah, but that's overnight. You're sleeping. I guess. It's not like you're just in the middle of the day and you're awake and you're like, how can you go to the bathroom? Well, how can I you mean, do anything, you know? wait till, until, uh, the next movie and lock him in the bedroom. For like a while. For a while. In the book, I think it's for like days. They're like feeding him in a flap under the door or something. It's like, how are you going to the bathroom? I don't know. Do you have a bathroom attached to it? I don't think so. That's yeah. too nice of a room for him. <laughs> that would be too nice. Yeah, I don't know. That's way ahead of where we're at. I think that's everything for this minute. I feel pretty confident. This was a long one. This was a long one. Yeah, Thanks for joining us this whole week. As we begin our journey through the Harry Potter movies, um, I'm really excited for the stuff to come. Like we're done the prologue and we've got the introduction of our hero and 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 any of the characters we're going to see for the next several minutes. 
Um, there's some fun stuff coming up. I know, because now we're going to go with this. We have a, there's a lot that happens in, in just the first, in the next five months. Like, the entirety of the zoo scenes in the next five months. Um, even yeah, a little bit of Aftermath. The book used to bring Yeah, Pierce Polkis. Pierce Polkis. What a name. I know. I think we've seen Pierce Polkis more than once. I think he's part of Dudley's, like, gang. Yeah, in, gang. In, uh, Order of the Phoenix? Half-Blood Prince? Half-Blood Prince. Um, yeah, Half-Blood Prince. Uh, when, when the Dementors attack. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff to come. Cool, awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. Follow us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute. Follow us at uh at HP Minute on Tumblr and Twitter and maybe Instagram. I don't know. I think I'm gonna set up a whole bunch of pages for us this week. Um, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe. Give us a five star review. That really helps us out. Um, and join us next week as we continue Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mischief Managed. Managed.